Hello there folks and welcome to the latest episode of the Great Scott Cinema Club podcast. I'm your host Chris Toll and I'm here with my brother, Keezy Boy. What's happening Keezy? It's been a while mate. Aye, it has been a while. Aye, how you doing? Alright, as you know, I apologise for the podcast being late because there's been all sorts of shit going on again. <laughs> um, but it has gave me a wee bit longer to watch some movies. Right. So, um, are you going to tell the people what year we've got in store for them this week, Keezy? Well, we're kind of celebrating the release of Mulan. Aye, so we're taking them back to 1998, and that's when the original Mulan was released. And I also picked that year because it's chock full of classics. Absolutely. And some absolute, but some absolute Snyders, I know, to oh, be honest. Mate. I watched some shit for this year, <laughs> you know, and I, do you know what, I watched films that I used to love, and I was like, ah, watching them, this is a pile of garbage, I don't know <laughs> why I liked them back in the day. Oh, I did the same. <laughs> so what, what film was uh, the highest grossing film for 1998 then, mate? So biggest grossing film of that year was Armageddon. Armageddon. <laughs> Armageddon's an absolute belter I never watched that again because I've seen it about a hundred times right? but Aye. it is one of the films that you can watch over and over again isn't it? even though you know what's going to happen Aye. that bit at the end still gets me <laughs> actually two bits at the end there's one bit that Frank pointed out to me right? and it's when the wee boy runs over his dad and it's uh, Bill Henry for Bill and Ted's Holy shit, oh, so is the guy who plays Death? Plays Death, aye. Aye, um, William Sadler. William so. Sadler, that's it, Bill Sadler, aye. And uh, his wee boy runs over to him. And honest to God, see, ever since I've had a win, watching that scene, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, oh, my God! That is a um, classic one, too. Some brilliant performances in this as well. Aye. Oh, definitely. Aye. Um, I know, honestly, it's a load of... It's a load of nonsense, but it's good nonsense. It's enjoyable. Well, how do you know that that's not exactly how it would go down if an asteroid was heading towards Earth? <laughs> get a couple of guys for the oil rigs up to you. Get a couple of guys for Coltswood, Coltswood Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> but you're rooting for these guys, whereas there was a summer film that year where there was, no, there was where there's absolutely back. no where there's no connection to anybody. But, but uh, Armageddon, um, right, the asteroid's heading towards Earth. You know the plan. They go up, drill holes in it, blow it up. It's on for 150 minutes. <laughs> I mean, for God's sake. To be fair, it would take you longer to get there. <laughs> it's essentially but, um, a montage. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's but the I... usual Michael... Usual Michael Bay, there's like explosions and things, and you don't know what the hell's going on. And then about half an hour later, I'm like, Where the hell's on Wilson? <laughs> but I. <laughs> you blew up. Apparently, he died. he died five scenes ago. For God's sake. Aye, that should happen in every one Wilson movie. <laughs> Apart from old school. It wasn't yeah, an old wedding. school, what am I talking about? <laughs> it was like Wilson. Wedding crashes. Wedding Crashers, aye. Wedding Crashers and Marlene, <laughs> me, I know. Oh, aye. Aye, so Armageddon, obviously, everybody that's going to be listening to this has seen Armageddon. Aye. If they, if they haven't, then 
call yourself a movie fan? <laughs> Bruce Willis oh. saves the world. That's that's the that's it. Uh-huh. And it's got probably one of the greatest theme songs to any movie ever, Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Not only, uh, by the way, I'm certain that the only the only uh, cast lived Tyler so that they could get Steven Tyler to do that fucking song. <laughs> I probably the no other reason to cast her. <laughs> She's wrong, aren't she? <laughs> a classic song. Uh, as a belter. Um, but getting back to your point there, there was another movie this year um, that tried to go along the same the same lines as Armageddon, but it was just a pile of tripe, wasn't it? <laughs> what, was, what was the name of that one, Casey? Hey, that one is Deep Impact. Now, when, what, you look at the, when you look at the cast of Deep Impact, it should have been better than it was. I know. But they're all rotting in it. They're all phoning it in. <laughs> you know what? They, they all turned up thinking they were doing Armageddon. And they were like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> this is push. <laughs> See Atelier Le- Leone in this She is Aye. absolutely dread. It's one of the worst acting performances I've ever seen You're rooting for the bloody hanky wife out here <laughs> <laughs> Who else is in it? Hey, well Morgan Freeman plays the president Not even he can say this crap <laughs> oh, hey, Robert Duvall oh, Robert Duvall Fuck it, get Oscar winners all over the place you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It still managed to be a steaming pile of shit. Yeah. So, it's not what it's like. Deep Impact is like, me and you talk about them all the time. See the straight-to-video numbers that try to make the cover look like an actual movie? Like an actual, <laughs> like Hollywood hit, and it's got names like uh, Avengers of the Stars and stuff like that. <laughs> Guardians, of, Guardians of the Globe. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, fucking, it's it's pure. That's what Deep Impact was like to Armageddon, wasn't it? Um, so we'll move Definitely. on to move on to Deep Impact. And we're going to talk about a movie that I watched. I don't know if you've seen it, because I think you have, but I don't think you watched it again. Um, right. Rounders. Right. I've seen it, but I have not enough to talk about it. No, well, I, I could talk about it for hours and hours. But Good. if you're if you're interested in poker. And gangsters, and just a, a right good story. And then Rounders is a brilliant film, but it just absolutely reinforced my complete hatred. I I, I hate him that much. I forget his name all the time. Matt Damon. No, um, American History X. Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Right. He's he, so good at playing a scumbag that I actually hate him in real life. I'm pretty certain. <laughs> I'm pretty certain he is a bit of a dick in real life as well. I think that has a lot to do with him getting kicked out of the Marvel universe. Um, Probably, but aye. His character in this movie is one of the ones you're saying, Keezy, that you're rooting for the the asteroid to wipe out Earth. <laughs> and you're you're just rooting for anybody to wipe this guy out in this movie. But it's got John Malkovich, Matt Damon, it's got John Turturro, it's aye. got uh, the old boy. Fame Entourage, which his name he died recently. Oh, that's right. You told me to watch it, and because of that, uh, Martin Landau. Martin Landau, it's got Martin Landau on it as well, and he is oh, excellent in it. Um, it's just got a great cast, and it's a really solid story. And I'll be honest with you, if you've never seen it, get it watched. It's it's brilliant. 
it really, really is. But I'm not, I'm not going to go too far into it because for the wee bit of feedback saying that I went too far into quite a lot of movies <laughs> recently, so I'm just going to leave you with that. Right, and it definitely, definitely gear rounders ago. It's 100% a, a five out of five movie. But you need to watch it. It's a tremendous film. Really. Martin's performance is amazing in it. And that, like I say, is that much so that it makes you want to fart him. <laughs> I know, it does sound good. Should have watched it. Uh, you should have watched it, but we're past 98 now, so you'll not see it again, ever. I've not seen it myself. It's called Fallen. Oh, aye. Uh, you want to talk me through that? Oh, you love this one. It's a uh, Denzel Washington. Oh, Have you heard it? No. No. Right. It's, it's kind of one that went under the radar, but it, was like, it wasn't like a big hit at the time, but it's uh, Denzel Washington. He's a detective on a serial killer case. And the killer, at the start of the film, you see the killer getting executed. Right. Uh, and when he's getting, he's on the chair getting fried, he's, he's, he's singing a uh, Rolling Stones song, right? Oh, I've heard that. This is the one that he... His spirit Aye. invades other people, and Denzel's got Aye. to. Uh, I, I should have watched this because I was. This was one of the ones I was going to watch. Actually, this sounds Aye, good. Tell me about it. So that's what it is. I the the killing start again. He's like, oh, what the hell's going on? Is it a copycat or something else going on? And it's what you said. It's it's this guy. It's the spirit jumping from person to person by touch. So it's impossible to catch. But you know whose body he's in. Because the guy starts singing the Rolling Stones song. Right. It's a time is on my side. Do you know what? I watched yes, the trailer. Is. I watched the trailer <laughs> for it. And it was a wee lassie singing it. Aye. Aye, a, a wee schoolgirl can hang. Aye. Aye. Do you know what? I couldn't watch it on my own. I was too fear. That's the truth of the matter. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's a great cast as well. Um, Who else is in it? James Gandolfini, Donald yeah, Sutherland, I'm in. And, and John Goodman. Oh, no, we've and, passed 98 now. I can't even watch it anymore. <laughs> well, definitely worth watching. Aye. Right, so that's Fallen Star Denzel Washington. Um, next movie is a, a major, major deference for that. We're going for a Wesley Snipes cracker. Um, I, not many of them come up, do they? Wesley Snipes crackers. <laughs> <laughs> this one is one of Marvel's early superhero movies, um, and it's Blade. Um, it's based oh, on based on a, a day walking vampire that was his mum was bitten when she was pregnant or when she was just about going to labour, and the virus didn't have enough time to get into his body before he was born. So he's kind of half vampire, half half human, but he hates vampires because they killed his mum. So he's a vampire hunter. Um, Chris Christopherson's in this film as well. He's excellent. Um, Stephen Dorff. But when I talk about uh, the the disco scene in this movie, it's outstanding, man. What is it? It's an old abattoir or something like that? Oh, right, aye, aye. And um, it's got all the the sprinkler system and then like the music coming on, the, the music's perfect for the scene and all that. Yeah. And then uh, when the when the bass kicks in, the sprinklers go off and it's all uh, it's blood that comes Aye. out. But do you know who the guy is that gets killed? 
Yeah, there's a human there in there. I do you know what it's, uh, it's Kenny Johnson that was in The Shield and uh, he was in Sons of Anarchy and all that. Right, have you, all right, okay. have you watched him, no? No, but I recognised the guy when I watched it, but... Uh, he's, he's been in something recently, uh, SWAT. Did you watch right. SWAT? I don't know how you know the guy then. <laughs> <laughs> but hang on, he's, he's a good actor and I didn't realise it was him all the times because I'd never seen him in anything else uh, up, right. till, up till now. But, but it's a brutal scene as well. He gets torn to bits, you know what I mean? Aye. It is really graphic violence that's in the movie as well, but it does have a genuinely good story behind it as well. And there's a lot of characters in it that you normally in a film you wouldn't like them, but you do like them. Because Aye. although they're against Blade, they're also against Stephen Dorff's character who wants to turn all vampires into daywalkers to take over the Earth. It really is a really good I mean, film. Ah, it's, de- it's great. Um, what about the remake? Are you up for that? Well, it's got your, your fella on it, isn't it? Uh, Ma- Mahashala Alia. Did I get it right? I think so, aye. <laughs> I know you. But I think you'll be brilliant. Totally, mate. You know, it might... It's a, it seems to me as if it's a wee bit lowbrow for him. I know. I was really surprised when he took the role, but I think he'll smash it. Um, there's no doubt about it. it was, uh, it'll be excellent. I mean, if I don't even know if it really needs a, a remake. There was a couple of things I, I didn't like about it. Was that you're waiting for a couple of guys to get their comeuppance, and it happens in a blink of an eye. Aye. Well, it, you, can't, you don't enjoy you don't enjoy it as much, but. That's just a nitpick because it's a brilliant film. Um, but we'll move on if we played again. If you're, if you're into your, your superhero movies, this isn't a typical one. It's more along the lines of a horror movie, to be honest with you. But, aye, aye. but it's it, horror action. It really is a good film. It's a, a good story behind it as well. But um, we'll move on if we played just now. And I've got Star Trek Insurrection. All you need to know about this film is it's an odd-numbered Star Trek film. So that means it's good. No, I mean, it's shit. Ah, shit. <laughs> it, we have to mention it, because I've mentioned them all, but again, move swiftly on, because it's an odd-numbered one. And <laughs> is that, is that what it's getting? Aye. <laughs> right, so the next one on the list, actually, is the reason why we're doing this episode, um, the way that we're doing it. Um, it's Mulan. Now, Aye. I need to hold my hand up, mate, and tell you I've never seen it. Aye, so, that's I, no, I wasn't. I wasn't like I wasn't asking for permission or anything like that. It's one of the ones now. It, for some reason, when I was when I was a younger guy, now obviously I was sixteen when when this came out. I, I wasn't Aye. into Disney movies, you know what I mean. No. But I especially wasn't into Disney movies that were centered around women. I didn't like this. I didn't like Pocahontas Aye. and all that. I wouldn't like my way to watch them. But I watched ones like Aladdin and stuff like that. But Aye, Aye. Now I've seen quite a few of them. So, uh, and you, if you were raving about the live action one, and obviously you rave about this as well. Um, so tell us about Milan Keezy. But I was the same as you. But I think Toy Story turned me into a snob towards the traditional animated films because I wasn't interested in any of them after that point. Uh, so I hadn't watched this. I'd never seen it. And it was when I went to see Star Wars, the trailer for the live action one came on. And I was like, what the hell is this? This looked absolutely amazing. And then went home that night and watched uh, the cartoon, Mulan, and it was, it was brilliant. So you've only seen it recently? Aye. 
Ah, I only seen it. I thought the way you were getting on, I thought this was one of your favourites all time. Oh, it's it's already up there. <laughs> good. Um, I know it's it's brilliant. It's not inferior. To, it's not as good as them, but it's not. It's still in the conversation. We talk about Aladdin and Lion King and Beauty and the Beast and all that. It deserves its place getting mentioned along name. It's that good. Um, it's funny. Eddie Murphy's the dragon. Plays Mushu. He's that's hilarious. Our old the old Chinese gran, she's hilarious. Um what it's about Mulan, she pretends to be a boy to join the Chinese army, uh, to fight in place of her dad. Because her dad doesn't have any sons to send to the army, so she goes in his place and becomes a hero. The the remake, which I've just watched, stands on its own two feet. Um there's a place for both of them. Whereas The Lion King, I'm never going to watch the live-action one again. No, neither will I. I'll always go back to the cartoon if I'm going to watch any of them. But whereas Mulan, nah, there's room for the two of them. It's different enough. And because Mulan's it's more, the, the remake's more uh, serious. Aye. Um, I mean, they removed quite a, they, they removed a fair bit, obviously, the Eddie Murphy's character that you're talking aye. about. Um, there's, there's no there's songs either. There's no songs in it. No, but it's, like, it's a I'm serious in- movie. It's, it's like, Robin, it's like a Robin Hood like Braveheart type film. Um, mm. So pe- people were complaining there wasn't any songs, but it would be absolutely ludicrous if two armies are lined up and then Donny Osmond turns up, starts singing, let's get down to business. To take your eyes for the animated version. Aye. Aye. Can he say that on here, Keezy? <laughs> you should sing it before the next actor quiz movie battle. Aye, that'll be right. Turn that <laughs> I just need to tell you, right now, Keezy's a Ranger supporter, so he's allowed to share. Aye, but it's a teller of hun or whatever. Aye, I know, mate. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, just uh, one wee bit about Milan. Um, if you've not seen it, watch it. And definitely watch the, the live action one because it's brilliant. I'm going to watch the live action one after I finish recording this. How do you feel about that? Eh? I'm delighted by it. Right, okay, dog. So we'll move on <laughs> then for Mulan. Um, the next one that we've got here. There uh, is one other thing I want to say about Mulan, the cartoon. What? I think it's the only film in history that was overshadowed by a sauce. A sauce? Aye. <laughs> At the time, McDonald's. I remember this. Is that the McDonald's Szechuan sauce? Aye. <laughs> oh, mate, how good was that? People were queuing around <laughs> for miles for this I stuff. I know, I know. <laughs> and then, obviously, it's been brought back into the public zeitgeist because of uh, Rick and Morty. Aye, aye, that's right. <laughs> um, aye, that stuff was they, they haven't brought it back for the... I, they probably couldn't bring it back because it was like 98% sugar, I'm certain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Nicholas Sturgeon would be all over that. <laughs> Good point. Right, so we'll move on then. The next one that we've got just now is uh, Small Soldiers. Oh, Small, Small Soldiers was brilliant, man. And this, is, this one flips the switch on you, this movie. Um, you think you're going to uh, watch the heroes, but really, the baddies are the goodies in this one, aren't they? <laughs> aye, aye. Is it the gorg- Gorgoyles or something like that? 
I've not seen it for years right enough, but it's, it is a brilliant film. What are your memories here? I, I just remember it being like, it, it was like Toy Story, like Toys coming to life, but like Tommy Lee Jones was a baddie, wasn't he? I bet you a lot of people maybe haven't seen it. Uh, um, it's probably not, because it, it is one that kind of went under the radar a wee bit, didn't it? Uh, it was kind of, like you said, it was along the lines of Toy Story, except I don't, the animation was obviously completely different. Um, it was never going to pull films like Toy Story or anything like that, do you know what I mean? No, but, no. Um, even just his voice, Tommy Lee Jones makes me un- Aye, uneasy. He's, he's got to be the, the leader of an army, ain't he? With that voice. Yeah, doubt, man. I think he, <laughs> he played the leader of an army in every role he's been in. <laughs> but another one to show I, your kids, if you've got wings. Um, it's something that the, the kids are right. without a doubt. And there's quite a lot of like, kinda winks and stuff like that to the adult audience as well. Quite a lot of wee uh, jokes thrown in and stuff like that. It's definitely a decent film. I'd get a, I'd get a watch, which moves us on to the next one. Now, this film is a film that get passed round high school. Somebody had it on VHS, <laughs> and it get passed round high school. Everybody got a, a shot at it to, to see the scene. You know what I mean? Right? And this is wild things now. Neve Campbell, <laughs> Denise Richards, um, what do you call his face? Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon, Aye. Uh, there, there was other people. Kevin Bacon. Kevin, aye, the Baxter, that's right, the Baxter was on it. Um, but it had, a, it had a decent cast, right? It had a decent premise. It had a lesbian scene in it that we guys used to p- pass the video around. Everybody's, everybody our age has seen this film, Keezy. <laughs> right? But it's tripe, isn't it? It's pure. Oh, garbage. it's awful. It's terrible. Last well, nice to you when we were talking about it earlier. I think they just went like that. Ah, fuck it. Just do whatever you want. (laughs) They've got that many twists and turns in this movie. It's so bad. But at the very, very end, something (laughs) happens, right? And I I think they've just... I I think they've just given them a bit of paper and tell them to fucking do whatever they want. Honestly. It's it's utter pish. I mean, a film can have too many twists, and this is just... I know. Oh, I, I, I'm involved in this, or so am I, oh, baby, so am I, oh, for fuck's sake. I all three years involved in this, <laughs> even though we've had conversations to the contrary, in private, previously in the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that sort of shit. You, you said it yourself, the selling points, the, the lesbian scene in Denise Richards walking in slow motion out of a swimming pool. <laughs> and a white... And a white uh, swimsuit she's wearing, or does she does she get the cat off? No, she's wearing a swimsuit, but, but bold, also old Charlie boy done, done all right for his cell there, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also Bill Murray's in this film. What so is he, he is. Mate, Bill Murray was in all sorts of shit between Groundhog Day <laughs> and uh, the one with Johansson. Oh, I- Boston Translation. Boston Translation, aye. That's, he, all he done was pure shit between then. No, in fact, he done uh, The Life Aquatic. That was that was decent in the Royal Tenenbaums and all. Aye, he did the, the, Wes, the Wes Anderson. The Wes Anderson. Aye, aye, aye so The Life Aquatic. 
but aye, and Rushmore was this year as well. That's a good film, but um, aye, this is this is just nonsense. But as you say, everybody's seen it. <laughs> aye, well, all the boys have seen it anyway. Aye, aye. <laughs> all the boys have seen it, right, right? So let's stop talking about this absolute nonsense and go on, <laughs> go on to another load of absolute nonsense. This is the one that I alluded to earlier on, right? This was one of my favourite films uh, years ago, right? Because you know I'm a huge Adam Sandler fan, but really? having, having taken up this podcast with you, I've had to watch a few Adam Sandler movies that I watched when I was younger, and Aye. I loved them when I was younger, and I've just thought to myself, this is garbage. This <laughs> is so bad, right? And this one, The Waterboy, was one that I Aye. loved. I loved it when I was younger. But this is so bad, man, honestly. There is quite a few laughs in it, but it's that voice. He does the same no. voice for so many different characters. I'd it's never once liked this film. I'd never. Huh? I, knew I knew a lot of people loved it, but I never, ever got it. I never liked it. So what you're telling me is there's a movie about American football that you don't like? <laughs> Adam Sandler, you've truly... I had an achievement there, mate. Right, so, listen, if you've not seen it and you like Adam Sandler, try your best not to watch it because it's going to lower your opinion of him. Right, we'll move on to the next one. Yeah, the next <laughs> movie on the list here is another Matt, um, Matt Dillon one, uh, something about Mary. Oh, aye. This is tremendous, this film. Aye. I watched this again a couple of weeks ago, Keezy, and honestly, for the start to the finish, well, I was texting you while I was watching aye. it. What, what a film, man. Did you watch it again? Aye. It's a brilliantly hilarious film. Um, I'm not that over the top with Cameron Diaz, by the way. No? Nah. I, I think there's just something about her. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I uh, Cameron Diaz was, uh, was brilliant in this film. I thought she was really funny. Oh, no, but, she was good in it, in fact, everybody that's in this film absolutely nails it. So they do. The, the, uh, Mary's da at the start of the film. Brilliant. Ben Stiller, obviously, is tremendous. <laughs> Matt Dillon, Lee Evans. Aye. Um, um, just the, the, the whole cast is excellent, but the wee woman that plays Magda, Mary's uh, next door <laughs> member, she's hilarious, man. Aye. Uh, so, so funny. But it's good. Uh, Tom Brady in it as well, Hunter? Or is it... No, Brett Favre. Oh, Brett Favre. Aye, the Tom Brady's day. Aye, Brett Favre. He's... Aye, Tom... <laughs> like, what the fuck is Brett Favre doing here? <laughs> this is Brett? <laughs> <laughs> the scene aye. that I always remember most was the, the dog fight scene. The dog it's a fight stupid, scene. But it's still hilarious. It is, but re-watching it again, my favourite scene was Lee Evans trying to pick up the car keys. Oh. <laughs> Mate, I was in knots watching it, man. It's just pure slapstick, but it's <laughs> it's so funny. And obviously, you've got the scene with the Franks and Beans at the beginning. Oh, I, I. I remember seeing this in the cinema and going dizzy because see when it showed you these boys coming through the zip, <laughs> I nearly had a fucking brain hemorrhage. I laughed that hard, man. Honestly, it was so funny. But this is a film that it's. This should be considered a classic, and nobody ever talks about it, man. I know. It should definitely be considered a classic, guy. 
Is it the faraway brothers that done it as well? Aye, aye, it's them, aye. At the top aye. of their game, definitely. Aye, they guys, they guys knew their way about, way about a hilarious script. <laughs> so good, man. So good, brilliant. But um, we'll move on. Next one is US Marshals. This is this is one I've not seen, Keezy. Right. So you're gonna you you need to uh, regale me with the tale of US Marshals. Right. So this is the sequel to The Fugitive, and it's Tommy Lee Jones reprising his role as Big Sam Gerard. Is he the, is he leading an army? <laughs> <laughs> an, an army of FBI agents. This time it's Wesley Snipes, and he's uh, he's the fugitive on the run this time. Um, and helping Tommy Lee Jones is the same people, most of the same people that was in the fugitive with him, and Robert Downey Jr. as well. So it's them tracking down Wesley Snipes this time. Is Robert Downey um, Jr. doing a shite accent? No, no, he's he's good at it. I'm glad. Aye, this time it's instead of remember the the fugitive, it was the the bus crash and the train. This time it's a plane crash, and uh, instead of jumping off the down the sewer, Harrison Ford jumps off that yeah. fugitive. There's a big stunt where he uh, Wesley Snipes swings on a, a train. So the, there's odds to the the fugitive, but it's its own film and. Uh, it's it's really just worth watching because it's Tommy Lee Jones back doing his best performance, and he's he's still brilliant in it. It's just worth it for that alone. There's a few twists to keep you going, but the ending's a bit daft. The mistake that the bad guy makes is so obvious that he may as well just have come out and confessed. That that kind of ruins it. But it's still if you like the fugitive and you like Tommy Lee Jones' performance in that, then it's another couple of hours of him doing doing that again. And it's it's brilliant. Hey, playing the same character, I. I he's playing Big Sam again. I same character. Big Sam, Big Mad Sam. <laughs> um, so tell me this: See Big Sam, could he have got rid of Godzilla? <laughs> what a segue! What a segue! The next movie. Eh? He'd have found it in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> suppose it's not. Suppose it's not that hard to find a big fucking giant. <laughs> I don't know, it took Matthew Broderick long enough, didn't it? <laughs> I like that I'm going to shock you here. I quite like this, this Godzilla oh. movie. Oh. I like the soundtrack. Aye. I like Matthew Broderick. I don't know why I like Matthew Broderick right enough. Why do I like Matthew Broderick, Easy? I have absolutely no idea. I can't stick him. Do I like Matthew Broderick, actually? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I don't like Matthew Broderick. I hate Ferris Bueller. And because of that, I don't like Matthew Broderick. There you go. How'd you like that? That's good. That's me. I've summed it up. What a change of tune, eh? What a change of tune. Aye. But no, I, I did quite like this movie, to be honest with you. I thought it was better than it got credit for. And I also think it was better than the Brian Cranston one. Do you? Aye. Yeah. I love that film. That uh, the for me that's Godzilla, uh, an ass kicking lizard. But this I is know. just like a Jurassic Park ripoff, but Godzilla's like the the body in it. And it's just terrible. Oh, I think this nearly ruined uh, the summer blockbuster. This film. Oh, what a claim! <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's just. It's in Manhattan. 
And at one minute, Godzilla is the size of the bloody Empire State Building, and it's like only a wee bit taller than Matthew Broderick. And you know, what the hell? And uh, there's a scene where it's, it's going in and out of buildings in Manhattan, and there's about 17 helicopters behind it, all flying together in, in a crowded New York street. It's like, that is just, that's nonsense. Suppose they're criticising a film about a giant lizard walking about New York, but how realistic is it going to be? But it, it's, and then one minute there's a, uh, it hurdles over the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, this film's awful. <laughs> it's terrible. But it made a fortune because people were brainwashed into going to it because the Puff Daddy song was awesome. Aye, Jamiroquai one and all. Aye, aye, Jamiroquai, Deeper Underground, Jamiroquai, that was great and all, but I loved the Puff Daddy one with the, the okay. orchestra and Jimmy Page, that was brilliant. Yeah, so find our outro for the day, easy boy. Um. Don't ever watch the film. Just stick that video on YouTube and watch that. It's brilliant. Uh, it basically gives you the full film anyway, doesn't it? It shows you it all anyway, aye. Uh, but, right. oh, that, that's another thing. It's like all the soldiers are hunting down this Godzilla thing. And there's buildings getting blown up left, right and centre. And they're like, all oh, right, that's the Chrysler building going. Oh, well, eh. <laughs> what we like. What's, what? This is awful. <laughs> We'll move on for we'll move on for Godzilla because it's a pile of tripe, and we'll move on to <laughs> basketball, which is also a pile of oh. tripe, right? Aye. However, it's brilliant. <laughs> Have you seen it? I've seen it years ago, but I, I can't remember. Enough. I remember enjoying it. What it is is it's the basis of the movie is these two stoners basically want to make a game that anybody can play on a grand scale. And they, they mix the rules of baseball and basketball. Uh, but it's it's like uh, driveway basketball, what you see in America. See how they've all got the, the basketball hoop above the garage doors. And it's Aye. like that, right? So it starts off in the street. And then it, eventually it becomes this big national sport, right? It's Matt Stone and Trey Parker. The creators of South Park. Um, mate, they're just so good, honestly. They're... And it's Aye. pure juvenile humour, and I don't care. It still makes me laugh my ass off. This film's not going to win any Oscars or anything like that, but it's a really funny film, and you should definitely get a go. Move on to the next film now, which is um, Knock Off slash Blackjack. And you need to talk me through this one, Cheesy. I know, it's two separate films, I think, because on the last episode we've talked about Universal Soldier. Uh-huh. So I thought we would check in on these on those two to see what they were up to in '98. These and it was uh, it was ending careers. That's what they were up to. Um, Knockoff is Van Dam, right? And he plays a fashion designer selling knockoff jeans in Hong Kong. And Rob Schneider's an undercover FBI agent. Wait a minute, Rob Schneider. Uh, is this a comedy? It's a comedy action thing, and it's oh, absolutely. It is awful. And this is the last Van Damme film that, that had a cinema release. It just completely killed him for uh, years. I think till Expendables 2, I think, was the next one after that. But this is, is awful. They're making a knockoff 2. It's about DH gate. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Aye, so absolute tripe. Basically killed his movie career for a while. Um, and then we've got Blackjack. Wait to hear this one. Have you heard of this one? No. Dolph Lundgren. He's a, a model. You've told me, tell me about this movie before. This one is allergic <laughs> to white. Or scared of white. He's scared of the colour white. Oh my God. <laughs> he's a bodyguard for a model who's getting death threats and she's going to be assassinated. And... Uh, so sounds like a bog standard film, but apart from the fact he's scared of the colour white. It shouldn't have been called black jacket, it should have been called white shite. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, is just as bad as it sounds. Right, that does um, sound pretty shite. Uh, so, <laughs> and do you want to know what? Uh, you, I think you told me about this before. Is there no a mad... Is there no a, a, the end fights in a milk factory or something like that? <laughs> Ah, he's kicking the guy's ass and the bad guy's like, ah, are you forgetting one thing? And he like, puts a hole in one of the containers and milk comes pouring out it. He's like, oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to carry Please. a bottle of milk about with me just in case I ever run into Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> yeah, my kid, and if I seen Dolph Lundgren, as if I'm going to talk about Blackjack, there's only one film I'm talking about. <laughs> Aye, Masters of the Universe. There's only two films I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Aye, let's, Amazing. Let's move on for the two awesome dumplings. The next movie in the list is an absolute stormer in a movie. Good. In fact, it's going to take a lot to beat this in my top three. And it's also got an actor that I'm hating it called Ed Norton. American <laughs> History X and what a film this is. What a film. Well, this is a, this is down to you because I've never seen it. You've never seen American History X? See, do you know the the gist there? Aye. Right, Ed Norton's uh, his father is a fireman, and he dies putting out a putting out the fire in a in a black neighbourhood, right? And apparently, when they were when they they kind of get attacked or something, the firemen get attacked off gangsters or something, right? And this has caused Edward Norton a have this kind of deep-seated racial hatred against black people. And right. um, they're, they're neo-Nazis, and it's uh, a couple of black kids try to steal his car. And this is like the straw that broke the camel's back. And he goes out, shoots one of them twice in the back. And then it, it's a famous scene in cinema history. He, he makes the guy bite the curb, and he curb stomps him. Oh. And it's, a, it's a really, really, really vivid and... It's it's horrible. It's a horrible scene to watch. It really is. So he gets sent to he gets sent to prison, and when he goes in there, he begins to see that the Aryan Brotherhood, who he is a part of, business wise, start uh, like doing deals with like the black gangs and the Mexican gangs and and what have you. And he doesn't like this because he's this died in the wool white power supremacist nice. wanker, right? And uh, he, he steps away for the gangs. And this then turns the Aryan gang against them. And some stuff happens, right? But he strikes up a friendship and he's in his prison job where he's doing the laundry, strikes up a friendship with this wee black guy. And long story short, when he comes out, he's rehabilitated, right? He, he's completely against everything that he stood for. 
before. But, All right. but his wee brother has been indoctrinated into it while he's been in prison. Right. And there's just so much. Uh, Ethan Suplee's in it. Um, Feruza Balk. Elliot Gould. Um, there's lots of people that you would recognise. Aye, aye. It's really, it's an eye opener a movie to be honest with you because it, it doesn't it doesn't hide behind anything. It's very in your face with it's racism and stuff like that. And the when this movie was made, um, the director who originally was making it wanted to make it even more, so it ramped up to eleven. Can I think? But they refused to release his cut. And he left the the movie on full pay, and the deal was that his uh, his cut would never ever be released, so that will never be seen. And apparently, the guy that directed it said that it was a hundred times better than the movie that was released. So I can only imagine what it was like, man. You know what I mean? But if you if you've got a chance. Mate, I would highly recommend this for you. I think you'd really uh, like I've, it. I've prejudged it. I've seen him with the, the Nazi tattoos and all that, and I've went, ah, it's a bit, bit much. But it sounds brilliant. It is. It's excellent, man. You, you really do need to get a watch, man. It's, it's amazing. But we'll move on for that now. One that's a, a wee bit better, a wee bit more upbeat. Um, this is <laughs> probably my favourite Adam Sandler movie, uh, The Wedding Singer. Aye. What a film, man. <laughs> the first movie to put Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore together, Aye. but not, not the last. But uh, I, this is the best. me and me and our Sean. We we love this movie, we really <laughs> do. Um, and John Lovitz, we cameo in this movie is just perfect. Have you seen the wedding singer? Aye? I, I oh, love it. Um, but this was one of the. Remember, we were talking about. Um, like Sister Act, when they bring it to the stage, they use all the original songs and all that. Aye. Right, well, they've done The Wedding Singer, and they never used the original songs. And I was going to go and see it, but two people from my work are huge Wedding Singer fans, and they went to see it. Aye. They're like, ah, this is pish. It's nothing like the movie. No way, man. I know, you that's why to... I never went, because me and our Sean were going to book tickets to go and see it. Yeah, that was the, Sister Act was the same thing. That's all new songs. They never get the rights to the, the classics for that either. That's right. What was, it? What was the, the one? Bodyguard. The Bodyguard's the all bodyguard, the original songs. Uh, that's right. So as I... A wedding, if you're going to go and see a live version of Wedding Singer, the first thing you want to be hearing is uh, You Spin Me Round. Aye. At the start of it. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I will just found that intro for this week, Keezy. <laughs> uh, as soon as I came on, I was like, this is the film for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack to it is amazing. Uh, <laughs> Culture club and all that. Oh, brilliant. They keep singing the same song and everybody's... Give me time <laughs> to realise my crime. <laughs> Do you really want to hurt me? <laughs> the, guy, the guy's brilliant, I don't know. <laughs> Aye, what, that is one good looking guy. <laughs> 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 no, that is what Steve Buscemi says. Ooh, oh, who is that? Uh, that that's uh, George. Ooh, I like her. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he's great, I. <laughs> Steve Buscemi's excellent in this as well. 
Um, but this movie gets stolen by the wee granny again. No, I mean, oh, aye. The, wee, the wee granny's amazing. And uh, the wee boys, see uh, Adam Sandler's wee nephews. Oh, aye. Cuckoo's nest, cuckoo's nest. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, it's made good because the two of them together is brilliant. They're brilliant together. Um, and you, you love her in this film, you fall in love with her. She's ah, you do, great. don't you? Um, but it's made better because Glenn's a, a great baddie. Aye. Just a guy you love to hate. When he, when he, when he punches Adam Sandler, he's like, why don't you write a song about it? You could call this, I got punched in the face for sticking my <laughs> nose in other people's business. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> I know. Glenn, my guy. He is such a such a prick, isn't he? Aye. Um I think if they had to remake the wedding singer the now, Glenn would be played by Bradley Cooper. Oh, I'd be good casting, aye. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but, um, like I say, it's the soundtrack amazing, the movie and hilarious. Um proper, the... proper eighties. Proper they got aye. it perfect. Ah, it's brilliant. And the aye. the Goldbergs did an episode around it. Around the wedding singer? Aye. There's uh, a couple of scenes buried in it. But they're on they're on the plane at the same time as the end of the wedding singer and things like that. And John Lovitz turns up again. He, that's he right, John Lovitz is on it, that's right. So, right. so that, that was class. Um no, brilliant film. Guys, we'll we'll go on we'll go on to the next movie and we'll then we've got the man in the iron mask. That's just the one that I've seen. It's based on the the novel, it's the, it's the three three musketeers or the four musketeers, but they're all older. And it's about um, King Louis of France. Everybody hates him because he's an asshole and people are starving and he's just a horrible bastard. And he, Athos, one of the musketeers, his son's in King Louis's army. King Louis fancies Athos, his son's fiancée. So he kills Athos's son to get closer to the fiance, and that's what brings the musketeers out of retirement. And what I they're planning. Like, yeah, this is a Three Musketeers movie. Aye, aye. But oh, as I said, they're older, so it's John Malkovich, is Athos, eh, Gerard Depardieu, Jeremy Irons, and Gabriel Byrne plays D'Artagnan. But Gabriel Byrne's the king's right hand man, so he has to side with them, so he's against the musketeers. Their plan is. There's a guy in a prison wearing an iron mask and what it is, it's the, the king's twin brother and nobody knows. So the, but the musketeers find out and that's their plan. Get the guy out of prison and then swap the kings without anybody knowing. <laughs> and that's what it's about. It's about them trying to try and do that plan. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio plays the, the king and the, the twin brother, obviously. Um <laughs> It's probably overly long, and a few people criticised it. And uh, I, I, I loved it. I think the Musketeer films are brilliant, and all of them are great in it. Actually, Gabriel Byrne's the best, and I thought DiCaprio was great as the king because he's because when he's playing the bad king, he's an arsehole, But when he's playing the guy in Iron Mask, you're rooting for him. So I think he's brilliant. But he won the Razzie for worst screen couple. <laughs> Just him, DiCaprio and DiCaprio. Oh, but, no. Uh, but I think they were just trying to be smart asses. I don't think it was based on the actual performance. 
Razzies. Is, is, it's not a real thing. It's, it's actually a, a badge of honour to get a Razzie now, isn't it? Oh, aye, aye. Um, but no, I, I think if you like the kind of swashbuckling movies, it's maybe not get as much action as other ones, but it's still brilliant and definitely worth a watch. So, uh, next, next in the last year, we've got another one of yours here, Keezy. It's Mercury Rising. Oh, aye. It's a bit ludicrous, but it's a good day. It's a good action film. It's if you just let bypass how how nonsense it is. Basically, the U.S. government create an unbreakable code that they to test it. They put out a puzzle in a newspaper or something like that, and a wee nine-year-old autistic boy cracks it. So Alec Baldwin's the FBI agent in charge of protecting. America's secrets or whatever and making sure this whoever knows about this code is stopped so he's hunting down the wee boy and Bruce Willis is the FBI agent that's protecting the wee guy and that's what it's about really yeah it's um, got two good actors on it Alec Baldwin oh, and the wee guy that uh, solves the puzzle <laughs> as I said it's far-fetched nonsense but it's a good drama the two of them are good. Baldwin's a baddie. Bruce Willis is the goodie. What's not to like? What's not to like? Hey, we'll move on to Mercury Rising. Um, the next movie is another one that you've watched and I haven't, and it's a simple plan. What's All right, about? okay. Uh, you'd like you'd like this one. Uh, this is uh, Billy Bob Thornton and Bill Paxson. All right. Uh, they're brothers. Billy Bob plays like a simpleton type guy. And so it's they two and their pal. They're out in the woods and they come across and it's like five foot of snow. It's like terrible weather. And they come across a plane, uh, a plane that's crashed. And in the, in the plane, there's four million dollars, a cash and a bag. So they come up with the idea that Bill Paxton is right. What we'll do is we'll keep a hold of this money, but we'll sit on it until the summer when the plane gets discovered. And we'll see if anybody mentions this money or anybody claims it. And, and if nobody does, then we're free to spend it because nobody knows that we've got it. So that's the that's the simple plan. But it's just blunder after blunder, and disaster after disaster after that, and fifty things go wrong. And it's kind of like it's like kind of like a, a Coen Brothers film, but it's not. But they're, they're all brilliant in it, and Billy Bob thought he'd get nominated for an Oscar for his performance. Uh, it's, a, it's a great wee film. Yeah, it's a great wee film. I'm, 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 <laughs> so, so the next one, another one that you've seen and I've no life is oh, beautiful. I'd never seen this either, and it's an incredible film. Um, do you know what it's about? Is it Italian? Aye, aye. It's set in it's it's, it's a, it's a it's Italian subtitles. It's Robert Benigni. He won Best Actor. He wrote it. He directed it, and obviously starred in it. And it's about the first half of the film. It's, it's just he's just this lovable guy, right? And it's about him pursuing this woman that he just falls in love with right away. 
and he's like a waiter in restaurants, but he's always come up with these plans and trying to win her over and uh, these big gestures and things like that. And it's kind of watching an old Jimmy Stewart film where you're rooting for this guy to get the, the girl. But the second half is is that they're Jewish in Italy during the war, but it's him and his wee boy get caught and get taken to a concentration, concentration camp. camp. Aye. So he knows that the, but he's one of these guys that's just full of life and just putting positive spins on everything. So to protect his wee boy, what he does is he pretends to him that it's all a game. This is his, this is the wee boy's birthday surprise and it's a game and they're playing to win an army tank and they have mm-hmm. to and, and they win points by not eating, not complaining, hiding. He's just trying to keep him as safe as he can, right? It's bold to try and make a comedy out of something so horrible, but it's cleverly done and it's, it's heartwarming, but there is some really funny bits in it. Because um, they're all in the concentration camp, and the the big Nazi guy walks in, and he's going to tell them why they're here, and and just basically crush all their souls, right? But he says, "Does anybody, any of you speak German?" So, so the the Robert Benini he puts his hand up, and he, he doesn't speak a word of German. So the Nazi guy's shouting away, saying, "Oh, these are here, these are scum and." Uh, shouting out all the rules but what he's translating back to all the Italian guys is that the rules of the game <laughs> so all the uh, <laughs> so all the, the Italian guys will need to laugh what we, we win a tank at the end of this what's going on <laughs> and, and, the, and the wee boy's loving it he's he's just happy as Larry because he thinks everything's a game that's brilliant and it's, it's some film see that's the sort of da that Will Smith should have been in pursuit of happiness. Aye. <laughs> I suppose he was. No, he wasn't. Aye, because remember he was, he was like, pretending there was dinosaurs and all that, and he made a game Aye, of it. Aye, but remember, Will Smith done it off his own back. Roberto Benini's character and his son have been kidnapped by the Nazis. Aye. So, Aye, still right. a better da. Still a oh, better da than Will Smith. It's best da ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember it's... I've met Super Al. <laughs> but I did uh, this film. Um, it's uh, it's a, a hard watch as well. It, 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 it's still, uh, but it's worth watching. It's brilliant, and he's deserved the the Oscar definitely. He's amazing in it. So the next one's a film that I've actually seen. Right. Right. So, <laughs> I hope you've seen it recently, so we can talk about it. But, <laughs> I, in fact, I probably think you'll slate this movie, to be honest with you. Um, right. Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker, <laughs> Rush Hour. Classic. Really? You'll not get a bad word out of me about this film. Right, well, you know how I feel about this, mate. I, I fucking love the Rush Hour movies. I love them. Rush Hour right. 3 is one of only two movies that I've ever been to in the cinema that got a standing ovation at the end there. And I don't know what the fuck what? film they were watching. I don't know what <laughs> film they were watching, right? But well, they I, I know, out their eyeballs? I know. I know, mate. It was, <laughs> to be fair, it was 10 o'clock on Friday night. Anyway, Rush Hour. Uh, quick synopsis. Jackie Chan's uh, boss's daughter gets kidnapped 
by Aye. an American kind of organised crime gang. Jackie Chan needs to go over to America. Uh, when he gets there, the American, the FBI are dealing with it, so they kind of pop him off to an NYPD detective. Aye. So happens to be Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker finds out that he's been palmed off on him, and they both decide that they're just going to solve the case themselves. All sorts of hijinks entail, but as you'd expect with a Jackie Chan movie, some of the fight scenes in this film are excellent, man. Really, really good. A lot of the stunts are tremendous. Obviously, Jackie Chan does them all he sells, as we know. I mean, I've seen Russia about 20 times. And Aye, see, so far. See when Jackie Chan's holding on to the roof at the end of this movie. <laughs> I'm still, I still get sweaty palms. Like, there's no way he's, he's making it. about. <laughs> I've seen that a hundred times, and I know that, he, that he's all right, but that's a much good film. But, you know what I mean? And, oh, you know, aye. You see, they two is... Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker, they're brilliant together. Definitely. Uh, I went to the pictures to see this without knowing what it was. I just went with uh, my mates and that. Um, I didn't know who was in it. I didn't know anything about it. And then, like, the first scene that Chris Tucker like, pulls up the car and he does the moonwalk to the Michael Jackson song. Aye. I was like, oh, wait a minute. What have I got myself into here? And then Jackie <laughs> Chan turns up and like, oh, that's the guy from Rumble in the Bronx. Oh, yeah, beauty. <laughs> And uh, oh, I just loved every minute of it. And then after that, it just started. I just wanted to watch every Jackie Chan film there was. Um, brilliant. And the two of them together, it's just a great body movie, isn't it? It's just... uh, it's, but they, they must have been pretty tight off screen as well because uh, the outtakes at the end of it, the, out, the outtakes are brilliant, man. Like, really, Aye. really funny. And uh, there's a bit where Jackie Chan's character, Lee, needs to kick the door down. And right, uh, Chris Tucker's character's like, kick the door down, Jackie. <laughs> he, keeps, he keeps calling him Jackie. I can't get around and said that it's Lee. And eventually, <laughs> he goes like, kick the door down, Jackie. And Jackie Jan turns around and goes like, okay, Chris Tucker. And <laughs> <laughs> kicks the door in. I love that bit at all. That's uh, brilliant. Uh, <laughs> and, and the soundtrack in this is great as well. I know, man. Michael, well, what you say is Michael Jackson. There's a few Michael Jackson numbers. What? Like, what? Oh, oh God, you all. <laughs> uh, great stuff. And, um, uh, as I said, after that, I was just watching every Jackie Chan film to get my hands on. But my dad just didn't get it at all. No. He's like, my dad's like, don't tell me you're watching another one of those Charlie Chan movies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, uh, this, film's, this film's that good that I went and watched Rush Hour 2 right after it. I like Russia too as well. Uh, it's, 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 it's good. Well, but, oh, this one, this one's brilliant. I uh, definitely. Uh, would you say this is the best of the three? Oh, easy. Oh, definitely. Uh, I. I'd agree with you there. I'd agree with you there. But on another film, it's had a few sequels here. We, we spoke about uh, the third one on the last episode, and this is Lethal Weapon 4. Oh, right, aye. Lethal Weapon 4 is brilliant, but it's just a complete and utter rehash of Lethal Weapon 3. Um except with different characters in the places. Um, no. Still good, still good. Chris Rock's brilliant in it. Um, obviously, you've got Danny Glover telling us every two seconds that he's too old for this shit. <laughs> uh, Mel Gibson's starting to get a bit of a conscience because he's fell in love with Renny Russo's character and she's pregnant. Aye, aye. going to have a baby. Excellent set pieces in this movie. Joe Pesci's magic in it as well. 
Um, and it, it touches on whether or not Danny Glover is too old for, for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> there is some good fun. There's funny scenes. The dentist scene's funny. Oh, wait. Uh, Uncle... What's his name again? Oh, <laughs> oh damn Uncle it. Benny. Uncle Benny. Uncle <laughs> Benny. Stupid things like that. It's funny, it. but it's so far removed for Lethal Weapon. I know. Aye. Plus, it's it was the- completely... It was overshadowed by Russia this year, definitely. Aye, it's the same idea, idea really, isn't it? Bud, buddy movie. Aye. Uh, dealing with the, the triads as well. Aye. Oh, so, aye. Um, of course, aye. aye. Uh, you're kind of you're along the same lines as Russia or completely. Um, but still, brilliant film. As I say, Joe Pesci's worth the watch on his own. Uh, yeah, I, read, I read a thing, actually, that um, Jet Li was originally supposed to be the baddie in Blade, Stephen Dorff's character. Was he? But he turned it, he turned it down, he'd be the baddie in this instead. That's right. Now, uh, Jet Li's excellent in it as well. Um, I will, we'll move on fairly through it before if this movie on the list is a belter, um, a really funny film. It's very much an acquired taste. I don't know if you've seen it, but I'm sure you have Keezy. It's a big Lebowski. Oh, aye, aye. Oh, I um, love it. Just such a... It's not an obviously funny film. I know. Uh, but it's it's one of the films that kind of got popular way after it was released. Aye. And let's be honest, it was Stoners that made it popular, wasn't it? I probably, aye. Um, um, like, I love just it. Just quoting all the stuff. Aye, I love it, man. I love it, man. <laughs> Mr. Lebowski. I'm not Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. <laughs> Bridges is just. Ah, he's class. So fucking good in this film, but the ensemble <laughs> cast is what makes this movie as well. Aye. You know what I mean? You've get you've get uh, John Goodman. You've got Steve Buscemi. Aye. This is this is uh, John Goodman, with the exception of Dan Connor. This is John Goodman's best best role. Aye, he's absolutely brilliant in it. That uh, Walter into it, please. Shut the fuck up, Danny. Aye, poor Bashemi, can he get a word in? I know everything he says is is valid as well. And, Hello, John Goodman's character just tells me to shut the fuck up every two seconds. Aye. If you if you enjoy a wee a wee dubby and you've never seen this movie, I'd suggest that you you have a wee dubby and you sit back <laughs> and you watch this movie because you will love it. I'm telling Aye. you that right now, it's great. And like, have you seen um, Jeff Bridges's acceptance speech for his star on the Walk of Fame? No. He does it as the dude. He's oh. got the, ca- the cardigan and everything. And he- Sorry, that's wrong. It's John Goodman's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Right. And Jeff Bridges uh, introduces him as the good. Oh, as that's the Tremendous. It's such a pop culture movie. Well. You know, it's, it's very much of its time, but everybody's still scrambling for a sequel. You see what's happening with the dude these days. Oh, aye. It was, as you said, it's, it wasn't maybe not the hit at, at the time, but cult classic and... Typical Conebar's madness, but so many great quotes, so many brilliant, memorable scenes. All I want is his rug back, mate. All I want is my rug back, man. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll move on to the Big Lebowski. The next one on the list is Enemy of the State. Oh, this is a brilliant film. 
it's more relevant now than it, than it's ever been. It's just it's one of the films. It's Aye. brilliant, and it's well better than I remember it to be. Probably because the 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 subject matter is so relevant now. Aye, so it's John Voight. He's he plays the NSA top guy that wants to pass a law that basically allows them to spy on everybody, to spy on the American people, to stop terrorist attacks. So this is like three years before before nine eleven. Um, but one senator refuses to vote for him, so he kills him, and he thinks he's done it in like, privacy, but it's in a park. But it was actually getting filmed by a guy that was trying to film geese or something like that, and he right. caught the murder on tape. And then the guy slips the tape to Will Smith without Will Smith knowing, and that's what it's about, the NSA trying to track down Will Smith, and they're there framing him for murder, for the murder, and they're framing him for other things and painting him out to be a, a baddie. But Will Smith's trying to stay alive and trying to prove his innocence. And the film's really, really good. But then it just goes up a notch when Gene Hackman turns up in it. Oh, hackers? Aye. Uh, he just lifts it to uh, the next level. It's a great thriller. Superb. Um, the next one is get that bastard Samuel L. Jackson on it. <laughs> uh, I've actually seen this film, The Negotiator. Now, The Negotiator, um, Samuel L. Jackson is a top man at negotiating for the police. Right, Aye. and then something happens. I can't. I can't even exactly remember. I've seen this film. Aye, he gets framed. Uh, somebody's been embezzling funds, and he gets framed for it. So, as you say, he takes over that. That he's off his own office, takes them all hostage, and uh, he don't has, say, he don't his, say his name. Don't say his demands. The other, <laughs> the other negotiator. <laughs> I know it was a bit harsh. He called Samuel Jackson a bastard when. Who his co-star co- is. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Right, so, what the, what uh, the money the secret? Who is it? It's he asked for uh, Kevin Spacey to be the, the negotiator for him. Are we, are we allowed to still watch Kevin Spacey films and still enjoy them? Because it's a shame if we're not, because this is a brilliant film. Aye, uh, yeah. I don't know, mate. I, see, to be honest with you, is it, do you know what? See, pre-Beast era... Kevin Spacey. Aye. I'm going to make an executive decision and I'm going to say that we can talk about him. Aye. Because as much of a cunt as the guy is, he was a great actor. And Aye. He was in a, a number of great movies as well. So, and, the, and and this is one of them. And the two of them together, bouncing off each other and going toe-to-toe and Spacey trying to work out what the hell's going on and Jackson trying to clear his name. It's, it's, it's in twists and turns. It's absolutely brilliant. It's a great Aye. thriller. That is a great film, and uh, if you've not seen it, it, it's a it's different. Samuel L. Jackson's playing the same person he always plays, except Aye. he's a negotiator. He's pushed over the edge this time, right? But Spacey's character is really good. He's the cog that makes everything come together. Aye. In this movie, definitely, I definitely Aye. recommend it. Brilliant. But we're going to we're going to talk about the faculty now. Oh. Um, this, is a, this is a guilty pleasure for me. It's absolute dog meat, this movie. So bad. <laughs> really, really bad. But I must have watched this about 30 times. Aye, um, so far. <laughs> and I love it, but it's garbage. And I, I'm sitting here thinking about it, right? 
And I cannot think of one redeeming feature in this movie, with the exception of Famke Hansen. I think it's a brilliant film. Do you really? I mean, it's tried and tested formula that aliens have took over the school, isn't it? It's like body snatchers, isn't it? And it's, Aye, uh, you exactly don't know who's been taking It's Elijah Wood and it's Josh Hartnett, Famke Jansen, Jordana Brewster's in it, half of the Fast and the Furious films. That was, she was our best in this movie, I would say. Aye. <laughs> but I a thing was in it, a, what do you call him? Robert Patrick? So it's a good, I think it's a good cast, and it's like, I, I love it. I think it's a brilliant film. But you're right, it's a load of trash. But it's just one of those films you like it, and you don't know why. I know. I, I'm the same. I think it's great, but it's shite. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's one of the ones that I taped off the sky at half past four in the morning or something like that and then watched it and just really enjoyed it. It's it's one of the films you don't need to think too much about. No. There's, no any, there's no any red herrings. Everything's laid out for you from the beginning. You know what you're dealing with. Aye. It's a, very much, it's a paint by numbers movie. But you're not going to hate it. It's a no, film you're not... No, just, definitely no. not. You might uh, want to see one or two of the main cast die. But... Uh, Don't worry, that'll be a couple, couple of good death scenes in it. Aye, that's aye, a really nice man. Aye. Oh, but I think, I think it's good. And obviously, the overriding message that I got for this movie is drugs are good. <laughs> aye, thank God he was dealing drugs, eh? Aye, thank, <laughs> thank God he was dealing drugs with his big pens. <laughs> 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 hey, the next one in the last year is The Mask of Zorro, mate. Now, Aye. what do you reckon? What do you think I think about this film? I think you like all that old like sword fighting shit, but I think <laughs> you think that this film's garbage. No. You love absolutely. it? Absolutely. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I right, love okay. it. All right. <laughs> right. Um, this is uh, The Mask of Zorro, but it's like a it's a Passing of the Torch movie. The original Zorro is an older man. Uh, he's played by Anthony Hopkins. The Hopster. Aye, so it's him as the, the young Zorro at the start, but then he gets imprisoned for 20 years by his enemy. But when he gets out, he's planning uh, revenge. The enemy's plan, the bad guy's plan is, he comes to California to basically steal his gold. So Hopkins is too old to stop him now, so he trains a new guy, Ibizoro, and it's Antonio Banderas, who was fucking born for this role. I was actually thinking that Zorro is supposed to be a Hispanic character, isn't he? Aye. What the fuck's Andy Hopkins doing playing him? <laughs> well, Andy Did Hopkins reminds me... Like a Danny's male? <laughs> <laughs> no, they shouldn't, uh, Hopkins reminds me of three people in this film. Um, Sean Connery in uh, Highlander. Sean Connery in The Rock and Sean Connery in Medicine Man. And I was like, that's not a coincidence. So I, I looked it up and it, it was supposed to be Sean Connery in that role. And Hopkins took it at the last minute. They'd already started filming and Hopkins stepped in from Connery couldn't do it. Um, but you're right, it's a bit of, bit of whitewashing going on there. But Banderas is the guy that gets trained up to be Zorro and he's He's brilliant. He's just oozes charisma. He's well, he essentially plays Zorro in the Shrek movies as well, doesn't he? Aye, aye, pretty much aye. 
and he's brilliant in the films and all. Um, he's great as Zorro. Uh, it's, a, it's a brilliant film. The love interest is Catherine Zeta-Jones. So the famous scene that if you, I don't know if you, you remember that scene in the film, but you'll know this scene. It's when they're fighting with each other, and he, you see him doing all the sword action moves, and what he's doing is he's he's cutting her dress off, and the dress falls off her. You, you remember that scene? It's an oh, iconic aye. scene. Oh, I remember that scene. All right. <laughs> and uh, she's, she's, don't know how many how many lashes dresses around trying to do that. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the, the good things about this film is kind of like an old school action movie, but it, the stuff's it's not CGI; it's more real, practical. I I think it's it's underrated film. It was Spielberg that produced it as well. I think it's a brilliant film. Aye, so two, two thumbs up for Mask of Zorro. Um, oh, the next movie in the list is one of my favourite movies, not only of 1998, but of all time. <laughs> um, I love this film. It's Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Oh, aye. Magic. This, this was the movie that kicked off the kind of British gangster movie phase, and I was all in on it, man. Loved this, loved the football factory. Uh, snatch, uh, layer cake, Aye. all of them. You know, I mean, I loved them all. They were they were brilliant. But this one was exceptional. It really, really was. And if it wasn't for a falling out between uh, Guy Ritchie and the the main character actor in this movie, then we probably wouldn't have had Snatch the way that we wanted it because he was originally supposed to play Brad Pitt's character in Snatch. Who um, was? Uh, see the guy that plays the main character in Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels? Aye. Aye, but him and, him and Guy Ritchie fell out in the hangway. Oh, really? Um, or Brad Pitt got his role in Snatch. Probably won't do it for the better, then. <laughs> I definitely did, but uh, just that, if you've not seen this film, I know I say this quite a lot, if you've not seen it, go and watch it, but this film, it, it still stands the test of time now. It's still, it could be set right now. Aye. I mean? Vinnie Jones... Is fucking tremendous in this film. Oh, he's brilliant. Really, really good. Um, and obviously you've got all your all your bit part players that are in most of Guy Ritchie's movies, but um, they're all it's, great. A, it's a heist movie, mate. And last, like I alluded to earlier on, I love heist movies. Stings in this film, right? Yeah. <laughs> you've got Dexter Fletcher. He's you've brilliant. Got, I love him. Aye. Uh, you've got all sorts of old. TV actors for the UK kind of thing you know what Aye. I mean and it's just a, for the start to the finish it is an absolute romp it's Aye. a romp ah oh, definitely the pattern in it is absolutely brilliant Aye, without a doubt all the, all the cockney rhyming slang and all that I love all that shit man. I really do see, <laughs> see when they know that the guys next door are going to go and rob Aye. the thing so they're waiting on name doing that and they're looking out the window and they're all wearing the brown coats and Dexter Fletcher's like, where are they going? Did she have to pee in it? I was like, that's brilliant, man. Hey, boys, the guy's foot off with a shotgun. What's that? Oh, yeah. I've been shot. Can everyone stop getting shot? <laughs> um, the only thing I'm disappointed by this film and kind of gutted about was that the, the big guy never got to see it. He died. John Fulman. Aye, aye that's right. What's his name, Lenny? Eh, uh, Lenny. <laughs> oh, what was his name? That it was the, the governor. Aye, Lenny. Lenny. Oh, Lenny McLean. Lenny McLean. Aye, 
Aye, the governor. He's brilliant in it. Aye, he plays Barry the Baptist. That's right. Aye, and uh, I love it when he's uh, <laughs> he's hiring the two Scouse guys to to rob the to get the gu- to get the guns and all that. Get the, to get the uh, the long big shotgun things. Aye, and all that. How do we know there's going to be anything else to steal? He's like, it's a fucking stately home. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> the guy for bread. Aye, so it is, aye. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gets his fucking afro blown half, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing, what so, a fucking fun. Um, we've got two more movies to discuss. One of them is the one that I watched the other day. It was actually Urban Legend. It was a lot better than I remember it being. I've been no well, right? So I've been kind of just like, sticking on films and watching Parks and Recreation, as you know. Um, but this is... What a cast, man. It's got Jared Leto. It's got... It's Michael Rosenbaum. It's got... So it is. Your man for Mighty Ducks in uh, Dawson's Creek. What's his name again? Uh, uh, Jackson, Joshua Jackson. Joshua Jackson, that's it, right. Um, he... The whole film was built around him because he was a huge star at this point because right. of Dawson's Creek. Guy's dead within 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if only I'll draw Barrymore at him. So did it. All right, okay, yeah. Like Jared Leto's character's really good on it as well. He plays a journalist that's trying to get to the bottom of this. Robert England, who played Freddy Krueger, he's in it. Right, um, okay. Basically, the story is, uh, the title kind of gives it away, there's a there's a killer on the loose and they're killing people in the style of old urban legends. Right. right? And you never suspect the person that it is that turns out to be the killer. You never suspect right, okay. them. And right. I remember wanting to see it in the cinema. This was I think this was one of the first eighteen movies I went to see. And um it was brilliant, man. It was a it was a great experience in the cinema. Folk were screaming and all that shit. It was really good. It was like an American <laughs> an kind of American movie. Um but Aye, I'd give that a, I'd give that a watch. And the last film that we've got on the list just now... Oh, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. We can't talk about 1998 without mentioning this one, so... What is it? Uh, save, saving Private Ryan. Christ, we can't um, miss out Saving Private Ryan, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> no. As much as this is a war movie, it's obviously a, a, a brotherhood movie. You know what Aye. I mean? And how like, the people that you work in the army with are are more like family than your actual family sometimes, aye. if you know what I mean. Uh, Especially in that situation. Aye, without a doubt. But the, the, obviously the story we saving Private Ryan is um, this mother's lost three of her sons and she's got another son that's been basically missing in action. Aye. And Tom Hanks is charged with getting a crew together to go into, is it, is it Austria? Uh, well, I can't remember Austria or Germany or, or Poland or somewhere one of, one of the one of the European countries uh, right. during the Second World War it's intense man and for the minute that they they get to uh, Omaha Beach to Aye. it's crazy you know it's a film you're not going to wake very rare you're going to wake up one day go oh, I'll stick on saving private Ryan today right I mean, but see if you're going through the channels and it's on you watch oh, it. Aye, aye. Aye, no, I mean, it's, it's always on Sky Movies Classics, you know. Aye. And it's a film you need, you need to see, really, isn't it? Oh, it's, a, it is a, it's, it's so harrowing at times. Like, 
Um, there's times where you think, I don't worry, he's going to be all right, he's going to be all right. And know. You, know, you know the scene I'm talking about, don't you? The, the scene with the, with the, the dagger. And, oh, and the, God. It's so grim, honestly. It really is. I know, mate, honestly. But the thing is, that's to get over how how much it was kill or be killed, I think. Oh, aye, aye, aye. I mean, but aye. the guy that's doing it doesn't want to do it either. So it's a him or me kind of scenario. Aye. It, it really is. It, it's all, Powerful it's stuff. a hard watch. It's a really oh, hard watch. It is. Aye. I can't even talk about that. It's, <laughs> um, but see, the first 25 minutes of this film, unbelievable stuff. Absolutely oh. A director, the, one of the greatest directors of all time at the absolute top of his game. That's the, the Omaha Beach scene that you were talking about is absolutely unbelievable. I've, I've been there. That's right. I've been to Omaha Beach, mate. And I tell you what, what a strange feeling it is. See, it's a beautiful place, right? They still, still get some of the turrets and stuff like that on the beach. All right, have they? See, they I, like the, the, that's what the big red one is and all that. Right. And it's see you stand on it. It's such a strange feeling because, like I say, it's a beautiful place. But to know that so many people died on that spot, and Aye. for for it to be standing there, it it's just mind blowing, man. Honestly, it's just mind blowing. I mean, Normandy's probably one of my favourite places that I've ever been to. Oh, uh, I bet it would be. Aye, it, must I be something to see. Eyes and. It's strange because even though they're not there, you can still see the the, the boats that brought the soldiers in and that, if you know what I mean. See, because through movies and stuff like that, and you, you've kind of got a picture in your head of what it looked like. Right. And the, the things where the, the bit comes down and all the tanks go off onto the beach oh, and yeah. all the soldiers and everything like that. And it's it's as if, even though they're not there, you can still see them in your mind's eye. It's a, it's a really weird thing, man, but... It's between that and um, the the war cemetery. I went to the both of them in the one day, and it, it was one experience and what an eye opener to see just the amount of people see like, in the in the war cemetery. It's just white headstones ah, as yeah. far as you can see, and see to realise that every single one of these people died on that beach or in that in that town. During World Aye. War Two, it it's so humbling. To, and thank God for movies like this because, see, without movies like this, we would have no idea, no inkling of what what they went through was like. And no. this this movie is definitely well. Supposedly, they when they got in the uh, the consultants for it, they got ex soldiers and stuff like that to try and see like the way they done with Band of Brothers. Aye. It was that kind of that kind of same scenario, and a lot of them said that to watch it back was, it was like having flashbacks of what actually happened. So, it, ah, yes, right. it, it must be so accurate just to just to know that people went through that. Essentially, for for us, you know what I mean. It's, oh, uh, it's a it really is an eye opener, and it, it, as I said, aye. it's very it's really humbling. What a film from start to finish, absolutely tremendous. Oh, aye, an absolute classic and. The right guy, he directed it, obviously. He won Best Director for this absolutely well-deserved, incredible stuff. How many's he got? Two. Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan. 
Aye, stick to World War Two, eh, Stevie? I know. Aye. <laughs> the last movie that we've got on the list is definitely a contender for my top three. Still got one more, sorry. All right, what's the next one? Uh, this this is far more light-hearted. Uh, this one's called Still Crazy. Is that that's it's, the one with uh, Billy Conley? Aye, he's the roadie for the, the 70s band called Strange Fruit. And it's uh, Jimmy Neal, Timothy Spall, and Bill Nye. Bill Nye was having a wee slight career renaissance around about this point in time, wasn't he? Aye, aye. Uh, it's about them, they all fell out in the 70s, and it's about them trying to have one last big reunion. It's really funny. It's, it's a great feel-good movie. And I, I've always loved it, and I loved the song at the end of it, but you ruined the song for me. Hi. It's uh, the song's called "Flame Still Burns." It's a great like rock power ballad, right? It was written by Mick Jones, a foreigner who wrote "I Want to Know What Love Is," and uh, it's a great song. But you pointed out that it's basically just a slowed down version of the four top song, same old song, and I was <laughs> never be able to. I could never listen to the damn thing again. It's the same old song. What a fucking anthem that is, man. I bet their song is The Flame Still Burns, but it is just the same tune, only slowed down. (laughs) (laughs) The Flame Still Burns. Oh, that's a different (laughs) bit. Amazing. But that's a good film. Right, we'll find our outro for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Any outros is that we've got now? Aye, three intros and four outros. Right, so <laughs> finally, the last movie Aye. on the list. Here we go. Jim Carrey, absolute finest. Aye. The Truman Show. Now, I bet you any money you were thinking, Jim Carrey, he's absolute finest. Oh, it's dumb and dumber. But it's the last <laughs> No, this is Jim Carrey at his best in a serious role. And I'm going to be honest with you, I think I've said this to you before. In fact, I said it to you while I was watching it, because I, I texted you while I was watching it. This film, everybody who's seen this movie, at one point in their life has thought, am I in the Truman Show? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> haven't I watched it and then I went to take the dog out for a walk. And I got rid of my dad's bit and I... I Went round the corner past my dad's house. There was a wee group of teenagers and they're like, that's him, that's him, that's him, that's him, that's him. <laughs> Straight away I thought, fucking hell, I'm in the Truman Show. <laughs> and then we had that corn, that corn moon. Well, the moon was like massive, but it was yellow. Oh, yeah. I was looking up to see if that was a studio. But it's half in the studio. But this movie is an absolute belter. Oh, brilliant. Carries at his finest at it. Um, Aye. Ed Harris. Ed is amazing. All the, the whole ensemble cast is tremendous as well. His wife is brilliant. His best mate's brilliant. Aye. It's just a, it's a great film. It really is a great film. See, the first uh, time I watched it, I think it was maybe, I mean, it was 15, 16, so I wasn't that young, but it, it went over my head. But it, it, like we said about Enemy of the State, this film just gets more relevant as time goes on. And then what? It's a film that gets better every time you watch it because you pick up on wee wee things like the subliminal messages that the because he wants to leave, but they're the the newspapers always reporting on plane crashes and things like that. Just wee clever things like that. 
and all the product placements and stuff is brilliant, man. Um, Great film. The, the twins, the twins that keep uh, moving them towards the the poster. Every, oh, aye. every time <laughs> they go to see him, aye, it's brilliant. <laughs> but listen, um, again for me, this is going to trouble my top three. This one, love this aye, film. I think it, I think it will uh, with me as well. Aye, so we've got a top three in the actor quiz movie battle to go. So. Aye. Right, so top three, Casey, what have you got in at number three? I'm going to go for Russia. Russia. My aye. number three, I'm going to go Wedding Singer. Uh, what, what are you having in at number two? Truman Show. Truman Show. Um, for me, I'm going to go with Lockstock. What are you going for number one? Aye, that's, that's my number one, Lockstock. Lockstock's your number one. My number one yeah, is Rounders. Aye. Aye. So I definitely give Rounders a watch. Obviously, Casey's went for Lockstock. That comes highly recommended as well. And that leaves us just one thing left for this week's episode, Casey. And we're going to go for the actor quiz movie battle. (laughs) (laughs) Just give me a wee second. I will generate a random actor. And this week's actor quiz movie battle is Mr. Shug Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Um, you want to toss a coin, Keysbo? Aye. You call it? Uh, I go for heads this time. Heads it is. Okay, so I get to go first? Aye. I will go for um, X-Men. Uh, X-Men 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Prestige. Uh, the Greatest Showman. Uh, I'll go for X-Men The Last Stand. Uh, Australia. Uh-huh. Uh, Logan. Oh, aye. Um, well, what was that stupid film called? Uh, Real Steel. Is that the one with the big robots? I forgot he was in that, actually. That's right. Um, <laughs> what about Eddie the Eagle? Oh, aye. Uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. Was he in that? Were they not all in it? Uh, uh, right, I'll go for Van Helsing. Oh, right, okay. Um, Chappie? Swordfish? Oh. Uh, oh, he was... He's cameo in the... Does that count? X-Men First Class? First Class, I was in... Oh, I've got one. Uh, Deadpool 2. Remember they went in to try and recruit him at the bar and he told them to fuck off? That was the, that was the one I just said, X-Men First Class. Was it? So tech, he's technically in Deadpool 2, but... I I, but no, but he is. He's, uh, he's the, the mask. He's wearing the mask <laughs> and he is, he is credited as well. He's credited as well, I'm sure. I don't right, know if I've got another one anyway. Right, go for right, it. I don't know if I have. Hold on. Oh, he flushed away. I can't remember which of the two films it was. And I want to say it's either Chicago or Les Miserables. And I can't remember what one it is. <laughs> I'm going to go with Les Miserables. Was it? It wasn't yeah. him that was in Chicago winter night. You're 100% right. 
Eh, Hugh Jackman. Oh, no. Oh, I don't think I'm going to take one I've out got, here. I've got an odd one. No, I'm getting it, mate. I can't think any of <laughs> but you know my last one and I, although I did say the Wolverine there was also the X-Men Origins with the Wolverine oh so there was wasn't there I didn't want I, I, I wasn't sure about going back to that well damn it right anyway um, so let's do the end eh? thanks again for listening folks and depending on what time you are listening good afternoon good evening and good night all right then. Well, I'll use a phrase as well for a 1998 movie. Um, it's been emotional. <laughs> right, uh, hopefully, we'll be back sooner rather than later. Hopefully, you're still enjoying it. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Um, you know, you know where to find us. Um, and with that, we're out of time.